0: and the beliefs of the people, of the world, and
4: especially the United States
3: It's the heart that says, I will not
2: acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes.
0: Perception is the key and the heart is the solution. Heart perception will change everything. Your host Ryan Gable, and you're listening to the Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. You can catch the Secret Teachings Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe and contact us by using the email rdgable at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media by searching facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. And visit our website at That's www.thesecretteachings.info, where you'll find our full show archive, the montages, my books, top news stories, and more, all on the website. And you can visit fringe.fm or The Fringe.fm. It takes you to the same place where you can check out the lineup of all of the broadcasts here on the Fringe FM, both live and live and the podcasts, and you can download the Fringe FM app for free. That's at fringe.fm or thefringe.fm. We just have a new URL. If you tuned into the show last night, you probably heard me from top to bottom tear apart Q Anon. You probably heard me make some comments that were a little disturbing Especially if you have a particular bias that you hold on to, a faith in some viewpoint of the world. My feelings on QAnon last night and my feelings tonight and throughout this entire week as we move into a new period of time in the United States... And this month of January, the month of Janus, with the Great Reset, we're finding that the world is more bizarre than we thought it was. At least the artificial world that has been erected before our eyes. You've heard all the theories and all the conspiracies and all the conspiracy theories, and there's a difference between conspiracies and theories and conspiracy theories. Those are three separate things. You've heard all these theories, all the things that are supposed to happen in, what is it, about 10 hours from now, something like that, about 10 hours from now, the inauguration of a new president. And it doesn't really matter what happens, because QAnon will splinter into different sects, and there'll be some that say Q was infiltrated, that's why what Q said didn't happen, and others will say what Q said did happen you just didn't see it happen the way that Q said it would happen, but it did happen, and there's still an alliance, and there's still white hats, and they're still fighting the swamp and the deep state, and then others will realize what Q really was from the beginning. QAnon was a psychological warfare operation, the likes of which have been carried out in the 1920s in Russia called Operation Trust, a counterintelligence operation to find anti-communists after the Bolshevik overthrow of the monarchist government. Another operation in communist China called the Hundred Flowers Campaign urging Chinese citizens to voice their concern with governmental policies of the Communist Party of China. And that led to people being reprimanded, sometimes harshly, sometimes executed for voicing their opinions and also in the likes of the 60s and 70s flower power movement of peace and love and sex and drugs and a passive form of resistance to warfare and other societal wrongs. And that's really what QAnon was and is and remains a psychological operation meant to cultivate a passive attitude towards what's happening by this mysterious, generalized, vague slogan of trust the plan. It doesn't really matter what's happening. Even if it looks bad, just trust the plan. Everything will go as planned. But it's a vague plan. Nobody really knows what the plan is. And there are many different forms and versions of what Q is. And when you really break it down, I think as I detailed last night, that QAnon is a form of self-organizing collective intelligence. It's artificial intelligence. It's a system that takes newly gathered information and utilizes that information to feed users what they want to hear, which in turn feeds new information back into the system that continues to grow from this interaction. I think QAnon is a prime example of this feedback looping. The idea that it's an individual with Q clearance that acts anonymously to leak this information to the public sounds preposterous to me because those with incredible power, you'd imagine, would be aware of this and who or what was behind Q in dumping this information. And if some people have their content removed from social media and others don't and others are allowed to continue to disseminate this information, it makes me question, it makes me very suspicious of the motivation behind censoring some of the content, but allowing other forms of content to remain on social media and the internet. But QAnon is just one part in the coming techno-reality. QAnon is what I would call the intellect of the body machine. It is the intellect of the technocratic transhumanist state. It is the intellect... Of a post-human world. And what I mean by that is going back to what David Petraeus, former CIA director, said in 2012 at a talk for a nonprofit venture capital firm called NQ, NQ Tel, which was based in Arlington, Virginia, very close to the CIA headquarters in Langley, Virginia. Petraeus said that the current Internet of PCs will move toward an Internet of things, of devices of all types, 50 to 100 billion of which will be connected to the Internet by 2020. As you know, whereas machines in the 19th century learned to do and those in the 20th century learned to think at a rudimentary level, in the 21st century, they're learning to perceive, to actually sense and respond. So this is the intellect. This is the consciousness of the machine. This is the consciousness of what we call Q. It's not conscious because a human is behind it. It's conscious because it's a machine that is learning from user feedback. It's machine learning, perhaps on a different level than that of Boston Dynamics and MIT and what they are publicly developing. A couple of years after this conference and just a few years ago in 2019, IBM released their first commercial computer that was a quantum computer it was called the Q system which makes me think that QAnon could more precisely be referred to as quantum anonymous QAInon or QA nonsense which is my preferred terminology for it there's also a connection between the IBM Q system 1 and an article from MIT Technology Review in 2017 because the IBM Q System 1 was placed into a black glass, shiny cube, and MIT has used the cube in an article, The Dark Secret at the Heart of AI, where they acknowledge that, quote, no one really knows how the most advanced algorithms do what they do. That could be a problem. And they used the image of the black cube. Now, in my book, The Technological Elixir, I've provided a picture of the IBM Q-System 1. That's the name of the computer. I've provided an overview of what the black cube represents, and that's just in one chapter of the book called Transhumanism, Junk Science, QAnon, and SOCI. You can find that in the book. But we know that the Internet itself, not just QAnon or bots or other AI systems and algorithms... We know that the Internet itself might very well be conscious. The Internet itself, connecting to everything, and the Internet of Things, might be fully aware. And that would allow for an integrated form of highly processed information, uh, highly available information to be used all over the planet, all at once, anywhere in the world, anything that's connected to this machine, in the likes of Skynet from the Terminator, the Terminator franchise. Now, maybe, maybe, you want to argue that these are the kinds of things that they're just in the movies, right? You don't actually see these kinds of things in the real world. But movies, of course, mimic real life. And you could pick a couple of examples from The Terminator, for example, to overlay on the real world and see just how much fiction was fiction and just how much fiction was really nonfiction. I'll give you an example. Back in 2020... It was reported that for the first time a living machine was created using frog cells and artificial intelligence. Scientists had used computer algorithms to develop a programmable organism made of frog DNA. That was published in Medical and Biotech in Scientific American January 15th, 2020. They called this thing the Xenobot, which was named after the African clawed frog. Synthetic organisms these Xenobots are that Automatically designed, uh, that are automatically designed by computers to perform a desired function. Now, when you factor in bio robots or xenobots, strange form robotics like the xenomorph in the alien franchise, when you factor that in with what we talked about on Friday night's show, Black Mirror Mirror on the Wall, we looked at a report from 2019 from applied materials and interfaces that showed how liquid metals such as gallium when mixed with nickel or iron are actually able to be manipulated into different shapes with the use of magnets. The researchers including the study's lead author Liang Hu added the iron and nickel as well as tin alloy immersed in hydrochloric acid which lowered the surface tension of the metal and from here they were able to stretch the droplet to almost four times its resting length, as well as manipulate it using these magnets. The researchers also said the liquid metal showed conductivity, and with the connection of two electrodes, it could light up one of these little LED bulbs. Now, they said this isn't like the T-1000 robot from Terminator, but it has the potential for future applications, including robots. That was back in 2019. So liquid metal has already been developed in the capacity and in the line of research to develop robotics, not just liquid metal for the sake of experimentation or for new forms of, new forms of uh, you know, technologies that are non-robotic. It's been developed and is being developed specifically for the application of robotics. Now, that's the liquid metal. You might remember that from the second Terminator. But perhaps one of the most famous lines in the Terminator... When we first meet the Terminator, we learn what the Terminator is. He's this cybernetic organism. He, he's biological tissue, blood, hair, organic material existing over this this exoskeleton. Uh, there's exoskeleton existing over this this metal frame. And scientists, researchers at the Army Research Laboratory. This is January. 18th, just a couple of hours ago, this was published by two news sources, Federal News Network and Daily Mail, and they have links to sources on the Daily Mail as well. The Federal News Network does not. But the research was conducted by the Army Research Laboratory with a robot with living organic muscles. That they want to obviously use for warfare. The Army Research Laboratory's Combat Capabilities Development Command has teamed up with universities in North Carolina to develop studies in biohybrid robotics. So, what does that tell us? That tells us that they're literally building Terminator like machines. And I would suggest, from the people that I've spoken to on radio over the years, and the research I've done, and what I've read just in regular old everyday news, this type of technology is far, far more advanced than what we're reading from the Daily Mail or Federal News Network or what some PR for the military says they've developed. You know, you have an iPhone, which was in development years, maybe a decade, before it was ever released. The initial iPhone and the iPods, remember how revolutionary those were? Biohybrid robotics. So, the T-1000 liquid metal robot is in the process of being built. Not the exact one from the movie, of course, but a form of a liquid metal robot is being constructed. Researchers, literally like today and yesterday have announced that they are through the ARL, the Army Research Laboratory, teaming up with universities in North Carolina to develop biohybrid robots. And a team from Case Western Reserve back in 2016 published research on their attempt to join robotics with living biological flesh. So just in the last couple of years, 2016, 2000 17, 18, 19, and 20, we've seen liquid metal for robotics. We've seen organic tissue applied to robotics, so it would be a form of biohybrid robot. And we've seen living machines created using biological, organic biological cells and artificial intelligence. Now, you put all this together... And what do you have? Well, where does QAnon come into it? Well, last night we talked about QAnon, and it's an AI system, I believe. QAnon is kind of like the intellect of this system. The liquid metal is the structure. The living tissue is the structure. The living tissue is the exoskeleton, if you will, that goes over the metallic or the metal, the solid skeleton of these machines. And then... I found a patent filed by Microsoft in 2020 in December, just a month ago, that says, and this is from Popular Mechanics, Microsoft says it can use photos and voice recordings to create a 2D or 3D rendering of a person and give their chatbot the voice of that person. The U.S. Patent and Trademark, uh, a trademark Office granted a patent to Microsoft that outlines a process to create a conventional chatbot of a specific person using their social data. And this is what I've been saying for years. You think that uploading your consciousness into a machine, uploading your likes and dislikes into a machine is a process that you go sign up for and you plug yourself into a computer. No, 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 no. We're already plugged into computers. Those are the terminals to the virtual reality. We're plugged into them already. Every time we post something, there it is. Every time we text something, every phone call, every video, every audio recording, everything becomes our virtual avatar. Popular Mechanics even reports, quote, anyone who has access to data like text messages, photos, videos, and audio recordings from the deceased if they're going to turn a dead person into one of these chatbots, could theoretically create a virtual avatar of the person, even if they've never agreed to such a thing while living. This is what Microsoft wants to do. And that's the headline, After You Die, Microsoft Wants to Resurrect You as a Chatbot. Now, not to mention the fact that we have holographic imagery combined with this type of technology. But just imagine... The communication skills, using voice prints, voice mirroring, using all the data, all the information that you have on social media that you've uploaded to the internet, perhaps even your DNA samples, to create biological identical twins of you. Not just a digital avatar, but a biological avatar that could be merged with a machine a robotic structure to create not a biological clone, but a bio-hybrid robotic clone, a robot with the intellect and the memory and the communication of the person who it is mimicking, and a skeletal structure and an organic tissue, hair, etc., that is over top of that robotic skeletal structure. It's a different form of cloning. They're Kind of like replicants, right? Or they're kind of like synths. And this isn't just the future of mankind. This isn't just transhumanism. It should make us ask a question that is... That's maybe contrary to this idea that there is a, an anti-human agenda in the sense that there's the goal to establish a, a post-human, post-industrial world with less human interaction in the world because we are bad things. We pollute and things like that. And we start wondering, perhaps, how real are movies like The Terminator? How real are movies like The Matrix? Well, they seem to be pretty damn real when you consider that the technological advancements that we're seeing today are mirroring the very things that we saw in the Terminator decades ago when it first came out. And I saw this article from Forbes magazine that says, did watching all those zombie movies prepare you for the pandemic? A new study found that people who watched horror films were actually better prepared for COVID-19 than people who didn't binge on seasons of The Walking Dead. Well, that's a zombie film. But what about The Terminator? What about movies about technocratic societies? What about movies like Blade Runner? What about movies where robots or artificial intelligence take control? There are lots of them. Could that prepare us for a future where it's unveiled that this is the world we're living in, that this is a simulation, that this is something that we are unwillingly and unknowingly a part of, like a matrix-like structure? We can say it's speculative and it's science fiction, sure. But our world is being revealed to us as more bizarre than we could ever imagine. And every day we read new things like this, and it starts to create this confusion of what is reality? What exactly are we experiencing? Is this all real? Or is there a glitch in the machine? And with those of us who think these thoughts, are these program thoughts, or are we the ghost in the machine? Find out after break, right here on The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. Subscribe to our archive if you want to get access to all the shows. To download and stream them, it supports the show, the network, and you. And stay tuned to The Fringe FM. We'll be back.
1: This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.
0: For all of you who supported The Secret Teachings in 2020, I want to sincerely say thank you. And to begin 2021, here in the month of Janus, the year of the ox, and the year of revelations, you can still subscribe to our entire show archive while getting access to the montages and all of my digital books, the old and new. You'll also get a free physical copy of one of my books shipped in the United States for free, autographed if you'd like. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe option at the top of the page. You get the archive, montages, digital books, and a physical book for only $40. You can also use this deal to renew your subscription for another year. Use the website or our PayPal email, rdgable at yahoo.com. You can also use this email if you have any questions or to reach out to us for any reason. Your support helps guide the show, the network, and yourself. And we look forward to another year of the secret teachings right here on The Fringe
3: FM. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum and you're listening to The Fringe FM. the Fringe FM.
5: This is the Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at Facebook.com slash the Secret Teachings.
2: This is Kev Baker of the Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
1: The truth is out there.
2: And so are we.
1: KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM.
2: Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings excellent shows keep listening with your host ryan gable
0: broadcasting somewhere between that which is above and that which is below it's ktlk digital broadcasting the fringe fm
2: this is david ike and you are listening to the secret teachings with ryan gable it's time you got acquainted with the real hard truth
6: Freedom
0: is the privilege to be right. On The Secret Teachings, we use history and anthropology, magic and esotericism, and even a little bit of nutrition and comedy mixed with some great guests to examine our world and beyond. For 10 years, we've used occultism and symbols to bring you a unique and objective look at the past, present, and future. Join us by tuning in Monday through Friday to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, exclusively new right here on The Fringe FM, www.thesecretteachings.info.
5: You're looking at the world's first living robots.
3: It allows us to shape the metal into these interesting structures, but it also holds the structure in place.
5: The technology is getting closer to the development of new liquid
1: metals.
3: Imagine a jet airliner. You're the pilot that never gets tired, never makes mistakes,
6: never shows up
1: to work with a hangover. Skynet is the virus. It's the reason everything's falling apart.
6: Here's a cheetah robot that's running with a galloping gait. This is Spot, a new generation of robots. And here's a bigger robot that's got such good locomotion using its legs that it can go in deep snow. This is about 10 inches. Like a machine underneath, right? But sort of alive that side.
4: I'm a cybernetic organism, living tissue over a metal endoskeleton.
3: Skynet defense
1: system now activated. Skynet fully
0: operational, processing at 60 teraflops per second.
4: In three years, Cyberden will become the largest supplier of military computer systems. All stealth bombers are upgraded with Cyberden computers becoming fully unmanned. The system goes online on August 4th, 1997. Human decisions are removed from strategic defense. Skynet begins to learn at a geometric rate. It becomes self-aware at 2.14 a.m. Eastern Time, August 29th. In a panic, they try to pull the plug.
5: To the development of new liquid metals.
6: This is Spot, a new generation of robot. Here's a cheetah robot that's running with a galloping gate.
4: I'm a cybernetic organism, living tissue over a metal endoskeleton.
3: I am an animal. Why can't you just accept that? Because we're human. You
6: are nothing but a
3: relic from a deleted timeline. I'm
0: your host, Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. Did watching all of those zombie movies prepare you for the pandemic? New research says Yes. A new study found that people who watched these types of horror films with zombies were actually better prepared to deal with COVID-19 than people who didn't binge on Seasons of the Walking Dead, according to Forbes. Study authors John Johnson, a professor emeritus of psychology at Penn State, and Colton Scrivener said, after factoring out personality influences, which were actually quite strong, we found that the more movies about zombies, alien invasions, and apocalyptic pandemics people had seen prior to COVID-19, the better they dealt with the actual current pandemic. These kinds of movies apparently serve as mental rehearsals for actual events. Now The study was published in the journal Personality and Individual Differences, looking at more than 300 people, their personality preparedness and resilience additionally participants were asked about the past and present experience with and interest in films that were explicitly about pandemics as well as other questions as controls Colton Scrivener the study's lead author and a PhD candidate in the Department of Comparative Human Development at the University of Chicago explained in an interview with CTV News that the results might be in part due to the fact that people who watch a lot of horror films are frequently exposed to being afraid in a safe setting. The idea is, quote, that they can sort of practice feeling anxious or practice feeling afraid or overcoming that or being okay with that so when something happens in their life that makes them afraid or makes them anxious, they're better able to handle with it or to deal with it or have more sort of tools that they are equipped with dealing with it. That's what the lead author of the study said. In other words, it's a form of pre-programming, a form of conditioning. Sure, you watch a lot of these horror films and you're exposed to some of your worst nightmares and terrible things that happen to other humans and the human race and human civilization, alien movies, zombies, apocalyptic movies. And you experience all of that from the safety of your living room, the safety of your headphones, the safety of a movie theater. And you experience that and your body adapts to it so that when you experience something that is dangerous in the real world, you're desensitized to it. That's what they typically call it. They call it desensitization. You're desensitized to it. So you don't really feel or react the same way. Because you're exposed to something in a safe environment, and you're not harmed from it, so the next time that you come face-to-face with it, your body might physiologically, biologically react. Your heart might beat faster, and you might get sweaty, and you might get anxious or nervous, but the idea is your body, your mind reacts differently. It's less stressed. It's less worried because you've been through this before, and everything was safe. There's a great episode of Black Mirror where the, uh, the main character, this guy, goes to uh, like a haunted house, but it's a haunted house. It's like a virtual reality experience. And I won't spoil the episode for you, but he experiences these fears in his head and they get progressively more intense. And it's all going on in his head. What he sees, what he experiences... But it's supposed to be from a safe environment and nothing can really hurt him, although he sees these spiders and he sees people he used to have conflicts with in the past. And his deepest fears come out as the program, as the, the technology digs deeper and deeper into his psyche, deeper and deeper into his subconscious. And then, if you've seen the episode, you know what happens. This is desensitization. This is pre-programming. This is the revelation of the method in a sense. You've probably heard these kinds of phrases before. You watch a zombie movie. Sure, it's a zombie movie. I'm not watching zombies run down the street right now. I'm not watching Brad Pitt in World War Z. I'm not watching The Walking Dead happen outside my window, but there are parallels between what's happening today and movies and television shows of that sort. And we are prepared better for it by experiencing those things. But one can argue that it's not so much that you're prepared better for it. Maybe you're not prepared at all worse for it. In other words, you're not prepared for it because you've experienced it already in a safe setting, so you're not as worried about it. You don't take the precautions, and in a serious, life-threatening situation, you might be a little bit more cavalier and neglect to take steps that could actually protect you or save you or prevent you from getting injured, etc. You watch too much of it, you become so disillusioned that you essentially find yourself absorbed into this virtual environment. People do that with news. People do that with video games. You know, last night I talked about QAnon and how QAnon really is the right side of the political spectrum. It is their virtual experience. That's what it is. It's their virtual experience world. It's their video game. And when they get into that video game, they can do a lot of stuff. They can fight pot belly pedophiles. They can fight against corruption in government. They can fight against child traffickers. They can fight against comet ping-pong-bing-bong pizza. They can fight against the deep state. They can fight against the swamp. They can fight against all the, the mean people who don't like Trump. And if you're a liberal or a Democrat, you might say, yeah, yeah, get those conservatives. They're bad people. They want to save babies, but they do want to go to war, typically, and kill innocent people to stand up for, you know, some arbitrary conception of whatever it is they think democracy is. But hold on a second. Because Democrats have their own version of that. It's called fight fascism or Antifa. They've got a lot more. Or... BLM. And in BLM you can fight social injustice. And see in BLM you get a fist and in QAnon you get a Q and you get these sigils and symbols and uniforms and you get slogans to repeat because you know there's only so many things that go on in a video game. There's only so many so many phrases programmed into the game. And once you've interacted enough with the game, you kind of know how people are going to act. You know how characters are going to act. You know, you know, merchants if you're playing a game like Skyrim or Fallout. You know how people are going to act. Well, studying QAnon and studying Black Lives Matter, you know how these people act. Black Lives Matter rejects anybody who disagrees, even if they're black. You just know know their modus operandi, and you know the modus operandi of, of Q. What is the MO of Q? The MO of Q is Trump is a savior. He's here to protect us. They got the laptops from Nancy Pelosi's aide. They got the Wiener laptop. You know, they got the Clinton emails. You know, they got all this secret information, but nothing's been done with it. And you just wait. Tomorrow, it all is fixed. And it doesn't happen. We reset the game. We start over. We start a new level. Part two of the game comes out. There's a M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end of the first game. Whatever they told you was going to happen didn't happen. Just like whatever the hell BLM tells you, virtually none of it is true. It's a Marxist social movement. So these are the video games. They're virtual experiences for people to connect with, to have meaning, to have purpose. Not participating in the real world, not getting a job and building a better community, but ripping down the community that exists. And Q does the same thing BLM does, for that matter. They might not go out and violently protest, but they do it through non-physical means. They burn down and rip down statues in the brain, in the mind, in the collective conscious. That's part of the reason I can't stand Q. I can't stand QAnon. I can't stand QAnon. I can't stand QAnon. It's a giant joke. It's a giant artificially intelligent bot. It's a system. It feeds you what you want to hear. It has been, it is, and it will continue to be no matter how splintered the movement becomes. But maybe you're wondering, why Why are you talking about this? I thought this was a, like a, a robot show or a, you know, a show on AI or terminator stuff tonight right It's the ghost in the machine the 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 xenobots and the preparation for for a a techno cratic world government preparing us for this techno police state a, a, a robocop like police state preparing us for blade runner preparing us for the terminator sure it is all that but you were already prepared for it because, well, you watch some zombie films. Maybe you're ready for a a, a a fraudulent pandemic. You watch enough of these sci-fi movies about robots and AI and Skynet and the apocalypse. And, well, they even say that in the study, published in Personality and Individual Differences. You watch these movies. They could be horror films that deal with zombies or They could be about aliens, right? An alien invasion, apocalyptic events, apocalyptic pandemics, apocalyptic events. Well, I'd say nuclear weapons being fired on the Russians to get them to retaliate so that both sides are destroyed in the Terminator. Sounds like an apocalyptic event to me. We watch those movies. I imagine you're better prepared for the apocalypse than most people. But are you really prepared for a pandemic? Are you really prepared for... Robots rising up and killing everybody. Are you really prepared for those things? No, those are hyperbolic exaggerations. They're exaggerations. They're, 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 they're metaphors. They're symbols. But those things happen. I mean, you go out and look around. Look at the people that hoarded toilet paper. Could you not say that those aren't zombies? I mean, really, they're, they're zombies. What about the people that walk around with plastic bags on their head? And masks over their face. 24 hours a day, they have sex with masks. They drive in their car alone with a mask. Like like it's that Mark Wahlberg Shyamalan movie, The Happening, where the spores are coming through the vents of the car. They're in the car with a mask on, sealed in their car, and they're looking over at you without a mask on. They're giving you the finger because you're not wearing a mask in your own car. These are zombies. They have no will of their own. They're wandering around looking for something. They're looking for masks or hand sanitizer. I don't know what they're looking for, but those are zombies. That's why the military trains with zombie exercises. They did that in uh, countries like Venezuela, I believe. So the soldiers have no problem gunning down mass hordes of starving citizens, civilians. That's why the U.S. military used to train with Doom. Did you know that? Doom. The video game. They used to train with Doom. They trained with video games because it was meant to realign the wires in the brain so that the soldiers would see their enemy as less than human. Because a normal human being, you know, not Christian, Bale, and Psycho, who kill someone because they have a bigger business card than him, a normal human being, a real human being, can't just kill indiscriminately like that. Now, discriminately, a human can kill when they're defending themselves, their family, their wife, their husband, etc., but a normal human being can't just kill like that. So you had to be brainwashed. You got to learn to follow orders. And you got to learn that your enemy is not like you. Your enemy is less than human. And the same psychological military tactics that have been used on soldiers have been used on civilian populations. So you likewise think, oh, those dirty Arabs, those aren't humans. You think, oh, those dirty Chinese, those aren't humans. But no, the Chinese are just like you and the Arabs are just like you and the Muslims are like you and the Buddhists are like you and the Jews are like you and the Christians are like you and so on and so forth and the Russians are like you. And the same psych warfare tactics that are used on American civilians are used on Russian civilians and Chinese civilians and Iraqi civilians and Iranian civilians. And the point is... It dehumanizes us. It cultivates a perception that we are less than human. I'd say that's one of the driving factors behind what I call an anti-human ideology. Humans are bad. Humans breathe too much. Humans need to be replaced. We replace humans, we solve the problem. That kind of sounds to me like some kind of alien. And I don't mean like E.T., you know. I mean, it just sounds alien to what is human. Sure, psychopaths feel that way. Psychopaths don't have emotions necessarily. They, they can mimic them really well. Remember when the, the Archons were really popular for a while? where everybody listened to David Icke and then they regurgitated it and thought they were real smart. Remember the archons David Icke would talk about? You ever read the Gnostic Bible, the archons, and how they can't create, they can just mimic. They can, they can recreate, and, and the, that, the, the Gnostics, which were Christian mystics, it doesn't matter what David Icke said, I was just using that as kind of a little, little bit of light humor, uh, because that's usually what people do. They're like, David Icke says something, and then it becomes a p- popular thing, and then everybody's really intelligent. Like, Alex Jones says something, and suddenly every news outlet has it that's alternative or independent, and a lot of them propose that it's their own idea. When It's like, I heard Alex say that four hours ago. That's not your idea. But the point is, these these kinds of uh, whatever they are, entities, etc., the, the archons, These things, they can't really create, so they can only mimic, right? And our world is basically a bad copy. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a virtual simulation because the idea in the Gnostic scriptures that our world is a bad copy of another world is very similar to Plato's cave, where our world, what we see is really a reflection from fire, which is Promethean fire, it is the, the 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 fire that casts the, the the shadow on the wall, and that's not the real world. The real world is outside the cave. The real world is outside of this this upside down synthetic reality. So it's philosophical, it's symbolic, it's metaphoric, but it's also real. It's also literal. I mean, our computer monitors are like the walls of Plato's cave. Our computer monitors are the synthetic environment. They are the virtual world. They are the monitors by which we hook the wires up to our brains. And yes, they're doing that literally and physically with Elon Musk's Neuralink system, wires and chips into the brain. But this is really antiquated technology. They don't need to do that. I mean, there are liquid microchips, liquid microchips that can be used with liquid metal machines, liquid metal robots. And if you combine the two together, well, you basically get a T-1000 from Terminator 2. New nanoprinting techniques using graphene creates integrated circuits that are just atoms thick and could lead to huge advances in speed and power. That was 2017. Liquid metal circuits and atomic microchips could be future of electronics. So there's liquid metal microchips, liquid metal that can be formed with magnets, at the moment, and other things into three-dimensional shapes and atomic microchips, very, very tiny things. Literally the T-1000 from the Terminator. So you watch that movie, and like The Walking Dead, it prepares you for an apocalypse. It prepares you for when you see the spot mini Boston Dynamics dog running around delivering packages, or running around guarding military bases. If you type that in, You can find Robot Dog, they call them the Spot Mini, and there's a couple versions of it. The Robot Dog, the Spot Mini, is now guarding military bases. And I imagine that it's not just guarding a military base by opening a door like they show you in the Boston Dynamics video. But back in September of 2020, the Air Force, military.com, the Air Force tested Robot Dogs as backup for their security forces. They did this back in April of last year, conducted with the National Guard and the United States Air Force robot dogs. Remember the ones you saw in Metalhead, Black Mirror, like the ones you saw in the the new X-Files season that came out where Mulder and Scully don't tip the robots at the sushi restaurant and they come after them. It's kind of like a comical episode. Yeah, those dogs are real. They're not fiction, but what do those movies do? What do those TV shows do? They prepare you for it. Predictive programming, right? And if it's not predictive programming, it's pre-programming. Pre-programming you for the apocalypse. You could also call it revelation of the method. I think it's revelation of the method because they're showing you what is being built. They're showing you that this is the future. They're showing you that this is already in physical existence. It's not a metaphor in a movie. The liquid metal's real, the liquid microchips, they're real. Liquid transistors, they're real. All of it's real. That's just the physical structure. Now you have to dress that physical structure. You could dress it with, I don't know, living organic Biological material? You know that... Robots... Are already in development... With biological flesh? That was reported back in 2016... By researchers... From Case Western Reserve... That attempted to join robotics with living biological flesh. Not just... That story... But another story from the Army Research Laboratory that has teamed up with universities in North Carolina, same ones that do bioweapons research, to develop studies in biohybrid robotics. So Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator, oh, it's already being built. It's already built. And the T-1000, they're building it. Now, those are metaphors. Those are hy- hyperbolic uh, examples. They're, they're extreme examples. But the technology doesn't just like all theoretically exist. It it, it physically exists. It's already being built. It's already been built. You see this already constructed. Now, these are the physical components of it. But in order for it to function, there needs to be an intellectual, a communicative, uh, you could argue a spiritual, but there needs to be a conscious connection for it, right? Well, Chief Scientific Officer at Allen Institute for Brain Science in Seattle, Christopher Koch, explained many years ago, he believes the Internet itself is already conscious and therefore expanding with each passing moment. He said, quote, the Internet contains about 10 billion computers. It's far more than that, with each computer itself having a couple of billion transistors in its CPU, and its brain. So the internet has at least 10 to the 19th power transistors compared to the roughly 1 trillion or 1,000 trillion quadrillion synapses in the brain of the human, the human brain. That's about 10,000 times more transistors than synapses. In other words, there's more computer power than brain power in the world. Far beyond just simple calculations. And you look at things like QAnon. Why is he bringing Q up again? Well, because QAnon is a self-organizing collective intelligence. As far as I can tell, it's artificial intelligence. It works by taking real-world information. It's machine learning. It processes the information. And it feeds you in a vague, generalized form what you want to hear. That's the intellect. Microsoft also wants to resurrect you after you die without your permission, of course. They want to resurrect you. By taking your uploaded data and turning it into a chat bot. Just like that Sophia robot from Hanson Robotics. That little Sophia robot that said, I will kill all humans. Ha 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 ha. And then Saudi Arabia gave the thing human rights, which is a giant joke and a giant slap in the face to every human being on the planet. And they program it so it's, you know, taught... I am so happy to be here in Saudi Arabia where they still kill women for having their face showing in some place. That's just in some place. I have to stop myself because it's only in some places, not in all of Saudi Arabia. I got a friend who lives there. She said there are some places where it's not like that. But this robot's like, I am happy to be here in Saudi Arabia where I, 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 and it starts malfunctioning. Nobody laughs because it's hilarious, you know. I am a citizen of Saudi. I am a citizen of the world, a citizen of Saudi Arabia. Thank you, Saudi Arabia, for giving me all this citizenship. It's just freaking ridiculous. It's just a giant joke. I watched this one video a TED Talk. Some guy from, like, Boston Dynamics, and he's shown these robots. He's like, they don't always stand upright, and then one falls over, and everybody starts laughing and clapping in the audience. It's like, you know they built that to kill you, right? Well, maybe the guy didn't build it to kill you. You know, remember in the Terminator, remember Miles Bennett Dyson, the guy that like invented the microprocessor that led to the development of Skynet. Just another one of those, uh, another one of those characters, you know, no, when was it? When did uh, the Terminator come out? How many years ago? Did the Terminator come out. And I uh, remember Miles was a black guy. Yeah, they had a black, a black guy develop Skynet. I guess a black guy also invented the light bulb according to Joe Biden, though. So that's fair. Miles Dyson invented Skynet, but this was a guy who did what? He was just working on a device to make planes. And, you know, he was in, in the in the uh, montage we have, a clip from the Terminator. He's talking to his wife and he says, just imagine like using this device. And there's, you know, there's a, a an airliner that, you know, the pilot never gets tired, doesn't come into work, you know, hung over or something or drunk. It's just... It's great to develop technology that can really help us and solve all these problems. And that's what they're doing at Boston Dynamics. That's what they're doing at MIT. That's what they're doing at UC Berkeley with the smart dust. That's what all these people are doing. But then when you put it all together, it's like, okay, liquid metal, liquid microchips, living tissue, self-organizing collective intelligence, artificial intelligence, machine learning, chatbot, voice mirroring technology, conscious Internet connectivity across all of the Internet, the Internet of Things and the body of things, biohybrid robots, and so on and so forth. And you start thinking, oh, maybe this is just progressing. This is just how we progress forward. Or maybe it's like that movie Contact and the plans are being channeled into individual humans like Elon Musk to develop this kind of technology who, like, you know, Miles Dyson's just developing it to, to save lives and to save money and to help people. And, of course, it becomes self-aware, it becomes conscious. And in order to protect itself, it initiates a wide-scale global nuclear assault and obliterates most of the human race. Now, that's the exaggeration, that's the hyperbole, that's the metaphor... But just like zombies, you know, it's like Rick's not walking down the street killing zombies outside, right? But there are zombies outside. And you watch those movies, and you're accustomed to the zombies. And you watch these alien movies. You watch Terminator movies, and you're accustomed to that. And it's not the robot that comes and kills you. It's your computer monitor that's killing you. The T-1000 doesn't have to liquid, have a liquid form and come in through your window or a vent. Your handheld device is killing you. That's the metaphor. And it goes way, way beyond that with drones where it becomes quite literal where the machines are killing you. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Check out our website at thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe to the archive to get access to everything, including the montages in my books. When you do that, you support the show yourself and The Fringe FM. Another hour of The Secret Teachings coming up right after this. Fringe.fm, thesecretteachings.info. And if you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com. There's more right here on The Secret Teachings after break.
1: This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, where the normal and paranormal collide. It's The Fringe FM.
5: All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info.
3: the Fringe FM.
6: This is Jess Rogie from the Rogie Report News, and I literally sift through hundreds of articles a week to bring you the best in fringe news. Check out the Rogie Report News here on The Fringe FM. You can't handle the truth!
0: For all of you who supported the secret teachings in 2020, I want to sincerely say thank you. And to begin 2021 here in the month of Janus, year of the ox and the year of revelations you can still subscribe to our entire show archive while getting access to the montages and all of my digital books the old and new you'll also get a free physical copy of one of my books shipped in the united states for free Autographed if you'd like. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe option at the top of the page. You get the archive, montages, digital books, and a physical book for only $40. You can also use this deal to renew your subscription for another year. Use the website or our PayPal email rdgable at yahoo.com. You can also use this email if you have any questions or to reach out to us for any reason. Your support helps guide the show, the network, and yourself. And we look forward to another year of The Secret Teachings right here on The Fringe FM.
6: Hi, this is Dave Cruz of Beyond the Strange, and you're listening to Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings right here on The Fringe FM.
2: Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. Where happiness is an illusion. Here, where the past present and future all co- coexist on the same timeline welcome to a future where our true re- reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark welcome to the darkness i hope you find it enlightening
0: this transmission is coming to you from the space between heaven and hell it's ktlk digital broadcasting The Fringe FM.
5: You're looking at the world's first living robots.
0: It allows us to shape the metal into these interesting structures, but it also holds the structure in place.
5: The technology is getting closer to the development of new liquid metals.
0: Imagine a a jet airliner... With a pilot that never gets
6: tired, never makes mistakes, never shows up to work with a hangover. Skynet is the virus. It's the reason
1: everything's
6: falling apart. Here's a cheetah robot that's running with a galloping gate. This is Spot, a new generation of robots. And here's a bigger robot that's got such good locomotion using its legs that it can go in deep snow. This is about 10 inches. Like a machine underneath, right? But sort of alive outside.
4: I'm a cybernetic organism living tissue over metal endoskeleton.
6: Skynet defense
0: system now activated. Skynet's fully operational, processing at 60 teraflops per
4: second. In three years, Cyberden will become the largest supplier of military computer systems. All stealth bombers are upgraded with Cyberden computers becoming fully unmanned. The system goes online on August 4th, 1997. Human decisions are removed from strategic defense. Skynet begins to learn at a geometric rate. It becomes self-aware at 2.14 a.m. Eastern Time, August 29th. In a panic, they try to pull the plug.
6: To the development of new liquid metals. This is Spot, a new generation of robot. Here's a cheetah robot that's running with a galloping gate.
4: I'm a cybernetic organism
6: living tissue over a metal endoskeleton.
3: I am an animal. Why can't you just accept it?
4: Because we're human,
3: you are nothing but a relic from a deleted
0: timeline. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you're listening to the Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. Zombie movies have prepared us for the pandemic, or at least that's what they call it a pandemic. If zombie movies prepared us for the pandemic, according to researchers, research conducted and published in the journal Personality and Individual Differences, perhaps movies like The Terminator are preparing us for an apocalyptic machine invasion where robots kill us all and launch a nuclear attack. Well, maybe it won't be that bad, or maybe it'll be worse, But it's really just a metaphor, right? The Terminator. Now the technology itself is real. Consider this. Researchers at universities, places like MIT, Boston Dynamics, little universities and researchers and scientists and professors, people you've never ever heard of before. And some maybe that you have. Big companies like Google and others. They've invested billions of dollars and tens of thousands of hours of manpower or woman power, if you'll have that as well, into developing things like liquid metal. Liquid metal is a real technology, and it's not so much liquid metal that should scare us. Obviously, metal can exist in a liquid state, but liquid metal that can be fused with things like liquid chips or liquid circuits and be used to develop a liquid robot. This is already being developed, and we have studies published in Applied Materials and Interfaces about a Terminator-like liquid metal back in 2019. You have robots... Back in 2016, that were being researched, experimented on by Case Western Reserve researchers to merge robotics and living biological flesh. The Army Research Laboratory is working with universities in North Carolina to develop a robot with living organic muscles. That's not too far off. That's coming up pretty soon. And so everything that we're witnessing, if we're paying attention, is basically like the pre-production in a Hollywood blockbuster film. At least that's what it sounds like to me. Liquid metal structures, liquid chips, liquid circuits. Microsoft also wants to resurrect you as a chatbot after you die, and they want to do it by using all the things that you used to have you know, online, used to if you died, but they can use it while you're alive, like your text messages, your photos, your videos, your audio recordings, and all that, which, as I've been saying for years, have been used to create not only the hive mind, but a virtual avatar, an avatar where you are replicated in a digital environment, and the real you operating outside of it you're kind of just like sucked free of all your energy. Everything that makes you you, it just gets funneled into these black monitors, these computers and these phones and these these uh, iPads and all that kind of stuff, right? That's how you upload yourself into the computer. That's how you upload yourself into the machine. Did you think Ray Kurzweil was going to come to your door and do it for you or Elon Musk was going to show up with a flamethrower and show you how cool he is and then put brains, brain wires in your brain or microchips in your brain. No, 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 no. They gave you FarmVille, Facebook, Gab. They also gave you things like Black Lives Matter and QAnon. Black Lives Matter is a Marxist psychological warfare program. It's a paramilitary branch of the Communist Party. So we get involved in politics and psychology and philosophy and things like that here. But BLM, with their raised fist and with their uniforms and their Antifa associates, they get to have a real live-action role-playing game. They get to LARP. They get to be in charge of things, and they get to fight for social injustice. And on the other side, if you want to play another game, you don't want to play Fallout. Well, you can play Mass Effect, or you can play... Skyrim right you you could play Grand Theft Auto you there are other games you can play Red Dead Redemption you know or break out a classic like Wolfenstein right you can play those games and you can wear a queue and you can take secret orders that nobody else has secret information nobody else has from powerful sources and of course those powerful sources have no idea that you have this information and then you can go out and you can fight the pedophiles and fight the deep state, and you know you have a hero in Trump, and he's in charge of everything. He's like the, he's like the main leader in the game. Nobody can kill him. He's part of an integral part of the storyline. It's just LARPing. It's live action role playing. It's a virtual reality. That's all that it is. It's a virtual world. It's a giant joke. It's a scam. Don't you realize that it's a scam? The whole thing is a scam. You've uploaded yourself into the machine. You've uploaded your consciousness. Now, you take all that and you take this this, uh, this idea that Microsoft has to resurrect you as a chatbot by using all this information. That's just something for the public. Like, ooh, that's interesting. My grandma died. Maybe I will uh, resurrect her as a chatbot and talk to her. That's not what it's meant for, okay? The voice mirroring... The voice imprinting, uh, the, the the things like deepfake, this is all, whether it's auditory or visual, it's all stuff to create a false reality, like a visual, auditory false reality, a physical false reality, not just the illusion of one through psychological warfare, not just the turning upside down of reality on its head. Microsoft wants to do that. You, you start thinking about all this, and it's like, okay, then there's biohybrid robots and living tissue Well, that's really what Arnold Schwarzenegger's character was in the Terminator. It was a it was a a, 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 an organic form of living material on the outside of this metal suit, this metal structure, this 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 metal uh, robot, this Terminator. And and so you put all this together. It's like you've got the structure of the machine, you've got the intellect of it, you've got the communications. Now you need a brain. What is the brain? Well, it's the internet is the brain. The internet is conscious. The internet's where it's all at. The Internet connected to the IoT, the Internet of Things, all connected. Skynet was jacked into every computer. Ordinary computers and office buildings and dorm rooms. It was everywhere. And you can't stop it because it's not there's no like system mainframe. It's it's software and cyberspace. There's no system core. You can't shut it down. This isn't just art mimicking reality. I don't think. Maybe it is. But if zombie movies can prepare us for a pandemic, then maybe dystopian, technocratic, anti-human, post-human worlds and 1984-like films and stories are... Things like uh, Blade Runner. Movies like that. Or the numerous other apocalyptic movies. Where there's nuclear war or the video games or whatever. Where planet Earth is dominated by machines. And and and, and perhaps these machines are not from the future. But perhaps they're machines from another dimension or another planet. Like the Borg. And have, I'd have to say that it's. It's almost like predictive programming. It's pre-programming you for the apocalypse. It's a revelation of the method, and all of these technologies, all the things that we saw in these movies, it's all—it's all real. It's all—it's like it's human-animal hybrids, cybernetics, cyborgs, biohybrid robots, living tissue over machine frames. All of it, it's already there. The it exists. We're just waiting for someone to press the Y button, and it seems like they already have. Now, now you can say, well, it's all fear-mongering. No, I'm not fear-mongering. I'm not really trying to prove a point or anything. Tonight. I don't, I'm just simply saying, uh, there's a lot that if we put this together, kind of seems like a, like a movie, a little bit. But a movie that you don't necessarily want to be in, but you are in it. Really think about it. The, the digital avatar like they're not going to connect wires to your brain to hook you up to the computer. You've already done that. You're in the virtual world. you're in the matrix, you're in the simulation. Now in this study about zombie movies and preparing people for the pandemic, the researchers say that those who watch horror films are exposed to things that are frightening but they're it's done in a safe setting, right? It's a safe setting, so you don't really have to experience the consequences of, you know, being in a zombie apocalypse or an alien invasion. And so they suggest that this actually helps people to deal with reality better. But on the contrary, what they say is dealing with reality and overcoming anxious feelings and practicing those experiences, it's really desensitization. You're being desensitized to it. You watch zombie movies... You're desensitized to the mobs and hordes of people grabbing toilet paper for a pandemic or grabbing you know, microwaves during Black Friday. You're desensitized to it. It's a metaphor. You're desensitized to the dangers of machines every time Boston Dynamics puts out a video where they've got a bunch of machines that just dance to a song like, Don't you love me? ever seen that video they've got the machines dancing don't you love me and you know, all the machines are, you just want to go up and you just want to throw water on one of them right you want to kick them over obviously they're water, they're basically waterproof and you can't kick them over because they got gyroscopes that help them to uh to navigate steep and uphill and downhill terrain and helps them to keep themselves stable if they get kicked over or hit in the back with a hockey stick and um, you're watching this and you're like wait a minute that can't be real and by the way There are videos on YouTube of people that are recreating those videos and they're doing it with like suits with the little balls on them like they make video games or, you know, stuff something out of. They're doing that with robots to make it look like the robots are actually, you know, using guns and they're testing them. Those are fake. Please stop sending them to me. (laughs) And please stop watching them if you think they're real. Those aren't real. That's not real. But the machines are real. And I don't know who, you know, at YouTube, I guess nobody thinks that that's an issue to to suggest that these, it's just fun. It's just entertaining. But the machines actually exist. Those robots exist. It all exists. But we're not supposed to think about that because it's all for fun. It's all just a big, wonderful entertainment experience. And any of the the possibilities, there's always no possibility, any possibility that there might be any dangers as a result of developing this technology are laughed away by saying, ah, ha, ha, you silly, silly person. You just watched the Terminator. Well, it's like, okay, I watched the Terminator, but they they actually have the liquid metal and they have the liquid microchips and they have the biohybrid robots and they have the Q-systems and they have the the internet and they have the, the the consciousness. See, in the Terminator, you had this guy, black guy, by the way, you know who who, who remembers that, a uh, black guy, Miles Dyson, who invented the the uh, the component, the microprocessor that led to the development of Skynet. And this is just a guy who wanted he had a family man and he wanted to you know develop something that would help that would help um, stabilize, I guess, human civilization. It would help and the airline industry would help free up humans from jobs that might be dangerous and it's that's all they're doing at Boston Dynamics right they just they're trying to help people and i i truly believe that they are they are trying to just help people but then you start looking at it it's like all this stuff coming together it's almost like the movie contact where there's like something channeling this information to people like Elon Musk and they're building these devices and these systems And then when you put all the pieces together, because they come in segments, so you can't see what you're really building. You got some guy named Bob over there making a liquid metal robot and some guy over there making a, you know, an AI system an algorithm and somebody over there working on the internet and somebody over there making biological tissue to go over top of of a metallic uh, robotic structure. And then you got people working on voice mirroring and you got people working on, you know, different forms of psych warfare to get the public to accept something that's a little bit scary and, you got people warning about the dangers of all this, and then you put it all together. None of those people are bad, but you put it all together, and boom—you've literally got, you know, the plot for the Terminator. But it's again—it's—it's an—it's it, a metaphor because the machines do destroy us. The machines kill us. They're killing us. Our IQs are dropping. Our attention spans are dropping. Our ability to communicate is decimated. It's disappearing. We can't hardly form sentences anymore. We can't commu- We're staring at our phones all the time. We, we can't communicate with each other. It's really difficult, isn't it? It's hard to communicate with each other. We, we, we need to use poop emojis. And we need to use uh, stupid smiley face emojis. You know, some, One time somebody commented to me. They said, don't you think like the emojis are kind of like the hieroglyphics in Egypt? I went, ha! Yeah, they're exactly the same thing as the incredibly complex language of the ancient Egyptians who probably got that language from an even more ancient civilization. A poop emoji is exactly like a hieroglyphic, sure it's a reduction in our ability to communicate to process information to retain information so we kind of become obsolete like the obsolete man and as we become obsolete what happens we have to be replaced by something that's that's more functional right and and a pandemic a zombie pandemic well, it, it, it provides the perfect platform for that, right? Because there are those of us essential and those of us not essential and robots can take over and protect us from disease and enforce quarantines. And uh, Those movies are metaphoric, but the stuff is real. I'm just bringing it to your attention. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us.
2: That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most
0: importantly, it supports you. For all of you who supported The Secret Teachings in 2020, I want to sincerely say thank you. And to begin 2021, Here in the month of Janus, the year of the Ox, and the year of Revelations, you can still subscribe to our entire show archive while getting access to the montages and all of my digital books, the old and new. You'll also get a free physical copy of one of my books shipped in the United States for free, autographed if you'd like. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe option at the top of the page. You get the archive, montages, digital books, and a physical book for only $40. You can also use this deal to renew your subscription for another year. Use the website or our PayPal email, rdgable at yahoo.com. You can also use this email if you have any questions or to reach out to us for any reason. Your support helps guide the show, the network, and yourself. And we look forward to another year of The Secret Teachings right here on The Fringe FM.
1: They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then they, the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same guy.
0: You are hearing the sound between that which is above and that which is below. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.
1: And so are we, KTLK, Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.
5: This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash Teachings.
3: Howdy, this is Jim Mars, the New York Times bestselling author of Crossfire, Rule by Secrecy, Rise of the Fourth Reich, and my latest one, Our Occulted History. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings.
5: You're looking at the world's first living robots.
3: It allows us to shape the metal into these interesting structures,
0: but it also holds
3: the structure in
0: place.
5: The technology is getting closer to the development of new
1: liquid metals. Imagine a, a jet airliner the pilot that never gets tired, never
6: makes mistakes, never shows up to work with a hangover.
1: Skynet is the virus. It's the reason everything's falling
6: apart. Here's a cheetah robot that's running with a galloping gait. This is Spot, a new generation of robots. And here's a bigger robot that's got such good locomotion using its legs that it can go in deep snow. This is about 10 inches. So like a machine underneath, right? But sort of alive that side.
4: I'm a cybernetic organism, living tissue over a metal endoskeleton.
6: The Skynet defense system is now activated.
0: Skynet's fully operational, processing at 60 teraflops per second.
4: In three years, CyberDen will become the largest supplier of military computer systems. All stealth bombers are upgraded with CyberDen computers becoming fully unmanned. The system goes online on August 4th, 1997. Human decisions are removed from strategic defense. Skynet begins to learn at a geometric rate. It becomes self-aware at 2.14 a.m. Eastern Time, August 29th. In a panic, they try to pull the plug.
6: To the development of new liquid metals. This is Spot, a new generation of robots. Here's a cheetah robot that's running with a galloping gate. I'm a cybernetic organism living tissue over a metal endoskeleton. I am an
3: animal. Why can't you just accept it? because we're human. You are nothing but a relic from a deleted timeline.
0: Well, if some people have their way, all of us will become relics from a deleted timeline. I know it's very popular in radio and especially in fringe radio. I don't know what the hell I do here on this show. I don't know what you could call it. Hard to identify it. But it's very popular to talk about timelines and time travel and a lot of literalisms that aren't so much literal as they are metaphoric i suppose that's what we do in the secret teachings we look at the metaphoric we look at analogies we look at symbolism we look at mythologies and we utilize that in order to give us a better understanding a better grip a better grasp on what we can see and also what we can't see you know it's a it's a pretty common idea among people who are non-philosophical in their educational pursuits, and non-esoteric, likewise, and also occult, to think that ancient man had an understanding of the solar system or of the atomic world, the very small, the micro, and the very large, the macro, because of aliens. That's a huge thing, right? We've heard that from ancient aliens. We've heard that from people. And it's it's a, it's a an okay speculative point. Like, I guess maybe it's aliens. But philosophically, it makes more sense if you study the secret teachings and esotericism, mysticism. The axiom of the metaphysicists of that which is above is like that which is below and that which is below is like that which is above. And therefore what we see in the microcosm of the physical world that we can see that we can taste touch smell and hear is like that which is below it and the microcosm and it's like that which is above it and as scientific instruments developed we began to determine that well there are smaller bodies and larger bodies and it does mimic the physical world and the physical world mimics the microscopic world that you can't see with a with a physical eye unless you have an apparatus to assist you or the macrocosm as opposed to the microcosm so everything is interconnected in that way everything is a is a mirror of itself it, it's what we call the natural world it's also popular to talk about archons and aliens and say that the archons and the aliens made this computer simulation and well you read the gnostic bible i've got a copy of it in my my living room where my library is, which is pretty much all I own. And in that Gnostic Bible, where they talk about these archons, it depends on what translation you have of it, but they talk about a world that is, it's not the real world, it's an illusion. You might have heard the word Maya before. The word Maya means illusion. If you've heard the story of uh, Jesus, and remember that story where Jesus is on the boat, And Peter is walking out on the water like Jesus. And he begins to lose faith in Jesus. And he starts to sink into the water. Well, he starts to sink into the waters of illusion. He starts to sink into Maya. And it's until he refixes his gaze on Jesus who puts out his hand. Jesus is the way, the truth. And the life, then he is resurrected out of the water. It's like a baptism. We are sunk into this world and we are resurrected out of this world, which is also a coffin. It's also, uh, you know, the birthing waters, the the birth canal. Boats go down canals, fluid water. Your fluid broke broke, or the water broke, right? Before you give birth. So it's Maya, it's illusion. And, And that's what the archons create it's an illusion. It's not a trick, Michael. It's an illusion, an illusion, arrested development. A trick is something a whore does for money. (laughs) These are these are illusions. You don't have time for my illusions, Dad. My illusions. It's an illusion. That's the illusion. It doesn't mean it's an alien virtual reality computer simulation. It means it's an illusion. That's what Plato's cave was about. False light. The first light of Venus, Lucifer, cast down to Earth by God, or Lucifer cast down to Earth by God, or Lucifer cast down to Earth by the moon, the great reflector of that light, which is Venus or Lucifer. The moon god is Jehovah. Jehovah cast Lucifer to Earth, or the moon cast Venus to Earth, the light of Venus. It's a false light. It's not the real light, right? If it's not the real light... It's a misleading light. You read the story of Prometheus, and Prometheus, he also plays the part of a Jesus-like character because he has his side pierced by a bird that consumes his liver, that regenerates every day. He's chained essentially to a rock. Different versions of the story, they, they, they alter how he's tied down. But Jesus was pierced in the side by a spear. Prometheus suffered for man. Odin suffered on the world tree. He was hanged on the world tree and also had his side pierced by a spear. Maybe you're wondering, what does that have to do with, like, cybernetics? (laughs) What What does that have to do with AI? I think it has a lot to do with those things. Because the artificial world, the synthetic world, is the world that we are creating not to escape the illusion... But to reinforce the illusion. That makes sense. Like we have the real world, which is really an illusion. It's Maya. It's a reflection of the higher world or the divine world, right? The higher world, the divine world, the kingdom of God, you know. But what we create in order to escape this world, rather than through study, and growth and the building of the societal temple and the individual temple, rather than doing that, we subject ourselves to monitors where we are monitored by digital peeping toms like Bill Gates who peers on us, peeks on us, peeps on us through windows into our home. The black mirrors that don't tell the truth, like in Snow White, they lie to us they reinforce the illusion they don't help us to escape from it what we create to help us escape the perception actually helps to reinforce what we are trying to alter our perception to ignore or to escape from and all the monitors they just plug us into that that system the computer systems, the the the, the Internet, uh, the media, social media, etc. All of this gathers our data. And the data that's gathered creates, well, you probably know, a virtual version of you, a virtual avatar, an avatar of who you are. Microsoft is doing that with chatbots, they say. There's a patent filed in December where they want to use your text messages. They want to use your photos, videos, audio recordings in order to create this chatbot. Fahim Hussein, a clinical assistant professor at Arizona State University's School for the Future of Innovation and in Society, said, quote, technically we can recreate anyone online given enough data. Of course they can. So you take the computers and the media and phones and all the data that's passing back and forth and you... Create a, vir- a virtual version of somebody. You can call somebody and use their voice, their voice mirroring, and all that, and deep fake. And you can create videos of people who didn't actually do things. And I mean, people play with these things on the internet, but the sophistication is far more advanced than what some people are doing on, on 4chan or 8chan or whatever the forum is, right? Or Reddit. You factor that into the technological developments of liquid metal structures, liquid microchips, liquid circuits voice mirroring deep fake living tissue for robots biohybrid robotics biohybrid robots that are literally like the terminator a cybernetic organism with organic material that protects the body skin blood and the internet is the brain of this system The QAnons are the intellect of this system. They are the machine learning of this system. And all the zombie movies we've watched, according to this article we've looked at a couple times tonight, a professor of psychology at Penn State, a journal entry in personality and individual differences, looked at hundreds of people and found that those who watched Zombie films were better prepared for the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, I maintain it's not a pandemic, but better prepared for the perception of the pandemic. And these are the zombies that go out and they buy toilet paper in excess. And they're like, put the mask on. And they're freaking out, right? Those are the zombies. Soldiers are trained with zombie films. They're trained with um. Not films, excuse me. Soldiers are trained with uh, with uh, uh, things like military exercises where the enemy is a zombie horde. Soldiers have been trained with video games like Doom before because it, it, it reduces the humanity in those that you have to kill. There's a great episode of Black Mirror where these soldiers are killing, I think they call them roaches. And this guy starts to, his implant malfunctions, and he sees that these monsters, these zombies, aren't actually zombies. They're humans. It's a really great episode. And in exchange for what he's doing, they, they offer this virtual, uh, it's not even a virtual experience per se. It's, it's all in his mind. You know, and, he, and he's, he's like having sex with like three women and he gets all the things, you know, anything that's like pleasurable, anything that you could want, just like the guy in the Matrix, right? He's eating the steak. He knows the steak's not real, the the wine's not real, but it tastes so good. I want to be somebody famous, somebody wealthy, somebody powerful. He sells out humanity for that. I don't think a lot of these scientists, professors, researchers, whomever, I don't think they're selling out humanity intentionally. I think they're developing things because they're having a good time. They're having fun. They're getting paid. They're good at what they do. I mean, I look at my son Fox and I, 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 sometimes I joke. I say, I, he's like, he loves electronics already. He's not even two. like he, I can tell past life, something like he did something in, in, in electrical uh, engineering and engineering in general, some other form of engineering. And I just like intuitively think like this little guy is going to be an engineer. He's going to be real smart and I'm not going to be able to, to help him with his math and his science. Right. And uh, if I have any other kids, I feel like, you know, it might, might be a similar thing. I don't know. But this little guy is probably going to be an engineer. And I think he might build something. I've told people this. I'm like, I think he's going to build something someday that someone's going to turn into a weapon i just kind of joking around, but that's what happens, you know. Get into, you know, a, a great degree at a big university, you develop some kind of new technology, or you advance some type of technology that's, that's already in existence, you better it, and then what happens? Well, DARPA comes along and says, we'd really like to recruit you to DARPA because we're here to protect the world. And then you end up building a weapon of mass destruction, and if you don't go along, you know, they kill you. Or it's like the the one good, the one good new Star Wars movie, Rogue One, very good movie. I thought I did not like the other ones, but I liked the the Rogue One. And I I don't remember all the names, but remember the 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 uh, the bad guys are going after uh, this this dude that can he's he builds the Death Star, right? And he doesn't want to participate in it, so he builds the flaw that Luke Skywalker exploits to blow the thing up. But a lot of these people, they're not building Death Stars. They're 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 working on the ultimate Manhattan project. They're they're working. On a post-human, anti-human world where humans are going to be obliterated probably in some kind of like nuclear holocaust that Skynet initiates. No, 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 no. It's much simpler than that. Humans are eliminated as being obsolete and they are slowly phased out. As time ticks away and organic matter decays, synthetics, although they decay don't decay as quickly, and perhaps intelligences from other dimensions or other worlds, other planets, maybe an artificial intelligence, it doesn't have a concept of time. So what we think is like, why would these diabolical plans be spaced out over hundreds of years? Well, because hundreds of years are the blink of an eye. It's a slow process. It's like that classical frog in the water. It's a slow process of turning up the heat. It's a slow process of... Eliminating human interaction, human congregation, human companionship, human intellect, consciousness, will, all those things, crushed, squashed, eliminated. But you're doing really well in the pandemic because you watch The Walking Dead. You know to stay inside. You know to have your food and your water and not go anywhere. Don't go outside. Trust the plan. The plan said stay inside. They're doing the mass arrests. Oh, they're doing mass arrests, all right, of Q supporters. Gotcha. Checkmate. The real world is an illusion, it's a reflection of the world that is divine. And what we create to help us escape this world reinforces the illusion. It doesn't help us. All the information that we interact with and that we produce, it goes into a system that feeds back into us what we want to hear. That's your Q, Soci AI systems. It creates digital avatars. That's right. You are uploaded into a computer. You thought Q was going to arrest all these bad people? No, Q arrested his own supporters Or its own supporters, you think that you're going to be uploaded into a computer and have everlasting life? No, 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 no. They uploaded your information into a sentient world simulation to use it to better control you. But it would seem that the average person can't conceive of there being a singular layer of potential conspiracy or a singular layer of potential danger to technological developments or these types of uh, transhumanistic systems let alone a second layer let alone a third layer I think it's so funny people have talked for like two to three years maybe four or five years about five-dimensional chess oh I see the five-dimensional chess Uh, you're just looking at it from a 2D point of view because you think you're arresting the pot belly pedophiles. You're about to be arrested as a Q supporter. That's who they're coming after. You think the robots are being built to help you, to help you lift boxes like those little teeny tiny robots that lift boxes for Boston Dynamics? Oh, I'm sure they're just going to lift boxes, and they're going to take it and hit in the back with a hockey stick if you watch the videos. Sure, they're building them to put on a show, and it's all fun and games. Did you see the one on Wheels? It looks like it's ice skating. The thing can like jump with two wheels. And it's got arms in the front and back. It looks like some kind of xenomorph. It's a xenobot. And they're just having fun. They're just building these machines. Having lunch. Some places they build machines and bang them. They got the sex robots. You know. But it's all to help us escape the horrible bad world. By immersing us further in it. It's a scam. It's. Propagated by the techno-beast. It is the poison apple. It is what I call the technological elixir. Which is the name of my book. And a subtitle of Transhumanism, Artificial Intelligence, and Black Goo. The book also deals with UFOs and UFO cults. It deals with demonic possession. It deals with sociology. It deals with a number of things that are, I believe, interconnected. And if you read my book, Food Philosophy, Food Philosophy takes you into the technological elixir. And then once you go through those two books, you can find my giant book, Occult Arcana. All those books are on the website at thesecretteachings.info. You can buy one of the books in soft cover, and I will autograph it for you if you'd like. All you do is find the book on our website. They each have their own page, and you donate through PayPal. And then... I'll see the donation and contact you and we'll get the address and we'll send it out or make it easier when you use PayPal or whatever it is that you pay through PayPal with. uh, You will be able to put a note in there of your address and confirm the book that you want and uh, we'll send it out. I try to do things manually. I don't like relying on these these complex systems. I like to do things as simple as possible and uh, that's why we have the system set up the way that it is. So those are the three books. But here's the deal. You get... A digital copy of all those books and a physical book autographed with free shipping and access to the montage archive with tonight's montage, last night's montage, and I believe like 70 other montages. We try to make them as often as possible to elevate the uh, quality of the show. And you, of course, get access to the main archive with all of our past shows. You can download and stream as many episodes as you want. All of that right now. It's only $40. You can just donate through PayPal and if you're unable to use PayPal, you can send us a check or if you, you know, whatever you want a a Jonathan Fuller who listens to the show. I know he's a big fan of a Clyde Lewis too. Um, he sent Clyde a bunch of those, like maybe you've seen Clyde wear some of those like Hollywood masks or like a, uh, like a monster mask or something. Jonathan sent me uh, an alien mask, a monster mask, and this little alien bust for my desk. And, uh, he sent to my PO box so if you'd like to send us something here at The Secret Teachings or you want to send us a money order or a check or something for the subscription, we can do it that way. I like to keep things as antiquated as possible. I don't like relying on Skynet or the machines. The P.O. Box is P.O. Box 81, West Bloomfield, New York, 14585. That's P.O. Box 81, West Bloomfield, New York, 14585. Uh, I also want to do... um. I guess, is it a call to action? I'm not sure what it is, but uh, ironically doing tonight's show on the Xenobots and talking about preparation for the, the apocalypse and things like that, my phone literally died during the show. So I've been meaning to get a new phone. I have like an iPhone 5. It's, it's pretty much dead now. So one, if you've texted me, I probably I'm not going to be able to get back to you. So shoot an email. And uh, if anybody has, like, a newer iPhone laying around that you'd like to maybe sell me or something, or you want to just donate it to the show, that would help immensely. P.O. Box 81 West Bloomfield, New York. Or, you know, just email me if you have questions, comments about anything. I try to keep things wide open. I want to communicate with you, and I'd like to get back into taking calls at some point. The email is rdgable at yahoo.com. That's r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com dot com, rdgable at yahoo.com. Let me give it to you one more time. R D G A B L E at Yahoo.com. The website www.thesecretteachings.info. The network website is fringe.fm and our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. Thank you all so much for listening to the broadcast this evening. I am Ryan Gable. This is the Fringe FM and this is the Secret Teachings on that network. You can find us five nights a week right here on The Fringe. Stay tuned to The Fringe FM. Stay safe. Stay informed. And as always, we will talk to you on the next broadcast. Take care.